morning. Um, do you want to take a seat? We're, uh, we're carrying on this morning with our series on prayer. Has anyone just been really encouraged, find your prayer life just flourishing, growing? Um, I, particularly for me, still stands out is Victor's word that kicked us off and just this sense of desire. Like what, what is our desire? What's our heart cry? And let that be like the, the fuel of our prayer. What are the desires that God's giving us? And, then, and so all through this is about coming back to, to God, right? Our desire for him and his desires, what he wants to do in us and through us. And today in our series, we're talking about, um, specifically about one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, which really helps enable us to pray and to pray God's will, which is the gift of tongues. And you may have noticed that throughout the weeks, tongues has been mentioned almost every week. And, uh, and today we want to really take a moment to just drill down into the word. What does the word say about this wonderful gift and why God wants to give it to us? And let's just start off just by praying. Don't worry, I'm not going to just pray in tongues because otherwise you'll be going, I don't know what you just said. Well, we'll get to that, how that works later. But thank you, Jesus. Lord, I thank you, Father, this morning that you would open our hearts and our ears and our eyes to firstly how good you are. What a wonderful, good Father you are who has such good gifts for your children. And Jesus, I pray that today, Lord, our hearts would be open to just receive from our wonderful Heavenly Father everything you want to say to us, everything you want to give to us. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I want to start off with a little bit of my story about around tongues. Um, as you'll know, I've shared my testimony in different aspects of it many times. I've never quite shared this little bit, which was uh, when I first got saved, I just my life was radically transformed, and I wanted to just know God and serve Him with everything that I had. I joined everything going in my church. I was on the cleaning team. I was on the youth team. I was on the uh, street evangelism team. I was on the prayer team. I was on the worship team. Like I was literally at my church every day doing something because I just wanted to be around these people who just carried such a wonderful depth of faith. And I remember one night we were at a prayer meeting and we were worshipping and I remember walking up and down just saying, thank you, Jesus, you're so wonderful. Thank you, you've set me free. Thank you that you've loved me so much. Thank you that you've, you've put my sin to death. Thank you, you've made me new. You're so good, you're so great. And I just got so overwhelmed. I got to this point, I was like, you're just so... I couldn't express with my words just how wonderful he was. And it was almost like my tongue was tied. It was like this, Jesus, just... And I remember saying to a friend of mine, like, um, oh, I just couldn't get it out. And it was funny because he thought, just concerned that this might be demonic oppression. (laughs) Just check, when you get to that point, can you say, Jesus is Lord? Because if you can, you're okay. And if you can't, we need to pray. And I was like, okay, Jesus is Lord. I don't think that's the issue. And, uh, and anyway, about a year after I was saved, I went to faith camp. There's a camp that, any of you don't know, we ran as a church here for many, many years. Thousands of people coming from across the country. And Eric Casto, who know, those of you who know him, was leading a meeting with the youth. And I was in there. And he was talking about this gift of tongues, about this being baptised in the Holy Spirit or filled with God's Spirit, um, which is a, a separate event or different event to being born again, born of God's Spirit, but being filled. And one of the signs uh, often that accompanies it is this speaking in tongues. And so he led that through. And, and long story short, because we'll get back to how that all worked later, um, through no feeling, no emotion, no sensation, just by faith, 
I, I, I prayed and I thanked God and I started to speak in this new tongue. And it was a little bit and it was a bit awkward and it was a bit stop-start, but it was there, it was released. Anyway, I was like, thank you, Jesus. I went home and a couple of weeks later, I was back in this prayer meeting in my church. I was walking up and down, thank you, Jesus. You're so wonderful. You're so great. You've set me free. You've given me new life. I just love you so much. You're just, oh, you're just, and outburst this new language. And it was like something in me was unlocked. And this just floodgates of praise came out. And I had no idea what I was saying, but I knew it was beautiful. I knew it was the perfect prayer, the perfect expression of how wonderful and amazing God was that was just being communicated through this language that I'd never learned. And, uh, and tongues, I, I've, since that moment, I've always loved, especially worshipping in tongues, singing in tongues. And um, <clears throat> I believe God wants to just release this wonderful gift to help us connect with him in a deeper way than we've known before this morning. Amen. Amen. Eugene Peterson, in, uh, in his paraphrase, the message of the New Testament in 1 Corinthians 14, 18, he's put it this way. I am grateful to God for the gift of praying in tongues that he gives, for, uh, gives us for praising him, which leads to wonderful intimacies we enjoy with him. And there's a wonderful way of putting it. Tongues is a wonderful gift of the Holy Spirit, and it's one of the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit that comes when God baptizes us or fills us with his Holy Spirit. Um, but it's also, funnily enough, the one that usually weirds people out the most. If you talk about the gifts of, of the Holy Spirit, people are like, oh, gift of faith. Yeah, I get that. I'm okay with that. Gift of wisdom. Yeah, I can I get my head around that. Gift of healing or miracles. Yeah, that seems to come with the territory of faith and, and belief in God. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm down with that. Gift of speaking in a new tongue that I've never learned. Uh, just go over that one one more time with me, would you? And, uh, and I wonder sometimes whether there's a bit of confusion here. You know, who knows, the enemy likes to sow confusion because he knows how powerful this is and doesn't want us to get hold of this. But today, what God wants to do, I believe, is help us understand this gift, give us faith through the word to receive it and operate in it. And if you've never spoken in tongues, he wants to give you that gift this morning. If you, if you want to receive it. God will never force himself on a person. And tongues, by the way, is always, just like prophecy is subject to the prophet, the same way tongues, if someone is speaking in a tongue and they cannot stop or they cannot control, that's not the Holy Spirit. It is God moves through us, but he partners with us. But God, if you want to receive that gift, he wants to give it this morning. If you've spoken in tongues before, but maybe it kind of feels a bit like a dry well, God wants to release it or uncork it this morning. Just bring a fresh release this morning. Uh, if you've maybe come from another church or denomination or stream or background and maybe um, uh, the way that tongues was expressed or operated in or talked about was a bit different to here, maybe it's something you go, I'm not really sure about how that works here and what the Bible says about it. I believe God wants to give you such a confidence in your conscience before God that this is a right and a good thing biblically and how to use it that you're going to have a fresh release too. And, um, and for all of us who do speak in tongues regularly, it's a part of our daily prayer life and that kind of thing. Just such a fresh release that like, like me, when it was like the floodgates opened that first time, like that level of new release. That even if we do pray in tongues loads, like we might be like the Apostle Paul, I pray in tongues more than all of you, that we would have an even greater, because God's got even more. Amen? Because he's that good a father. He's got even more good gifts to give. Um, so what is Tongues. Well, the, the Greek word is glossa, uh, glossa, which um, simply means languages. It's really nothing more than that. It just means languages. But biblically, the gift of tongues is simply speaking a new language that you never learnt and that you don't understand with your conscious mind. 
And this is good for me. I don't know about you, but I often can overanalyze. I can, I can try and address things with my intellect or my rationale. And God in his grace and his mercy and his wonderful wisdom goes, Colin, there are some things that you're not going to be able to understand. And to help you understand how much you can't understand them, I'm going to pray for you, through you in a way that you couldn't possibly understand. And I'm like, thank you, Jesus, that you just shortcut my intellect or my attempt at intellect and, uh, and you pray through me. Now, there are two fundamental different kinds of tongues um, that we, we find in the New Testament. The first is speaking in another natural language that you've never learned. So uh, maybe that's just, you know, Romanian if you've never spoke Romanian, or like it's French if you've never known French, or maybe it's some language from the other side of the world you didn't even know was a language. And uh, we see this exampled in the book of Acts, chapter 2. If you've got your Bible, you want to open with me, chapter 2. Uh, from verse 1, it says, When the day of Pentecost came, they were all, the disciples, gathered in one place. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now, there were staying in Jerusalem God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven, When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard their own language being spoken. Utterly amazed, they asked, aren't all these who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears them in our own native language? And then it lists a whole load of languages and people groups. And then it says, we hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues or own languages. That is absolutely amazing, right? speaking all of these different languages listed there from all these different regions of the world, and they'd never learned them. These guys probably spoke two or maybe some of them three languages, but certainly not all of these different languages uh, for all these different people groups listed here. And it just came like that. Now, this is something I've never personally experienced, or at least as far as I know. I do remember one time I was driving in my car and I was worshipping, singing in tongues, and I swear it sounded like Navajo. It sounded like Native American, like that kind of, I was like, Jesus, am I speaking like Navajo, Native American Indian right now? Like, I don't know. But either way, it's beautiful and I'm engaging with your spirit and I'm worshipping, so I'm just going to ignore the sound and I'm just going to carry on worshipping. But um, it is amazing to hear testimonies of this. If you've ever done the Alpha course, you'll have heard Pippa Gumbel share a wonderful testimony about how God uses this gift um, particularly. And uh, and she tells this story about an Alpha weekend where a lady named Penny Burnett was praying for a young woman named Anna. And uh, she says Penny was praying for Anna. She ran out of words in English, so she started to pray in tongues. And Anna's there with her eyes closed, and suddenly she opens her eyes, and she smiles, and she laughs. And uh, she says, you're speaking Russian. And Penny, who's never learned a word of Russian in her life, says, am I? What am I saying? And, And Anna says, you're saying... Um, I want to make it right. She's saying, um, you're saying, my dear child, my dear child, my dear child. And uh, Anna spoke fluent Russian. It was a language that really meant a lot to her. And uh, and for her, for Anna, this was something she needed to know. She was really struggling with the idea that God loved her. And if Penny had said to her, do you know what? God really loves you. Anna may have just gone, oh, yeah, okay, well, yeah, I guess that's true. I know that up here. But because God bothered to take the time to speak to her in a way that only she could understand, in a way that Penny couldn't possibly have understood herself, 
Anna knew, not only are you speaking to me through something that means so much to me, that is so personal to me, you're doing it so miraculously that I know that I know that I know you love me. I am your child. And isn't that just amazing? I heard a testimony recently, John Mark Comer saying a, a, a guy he knew went to a conference here in the UK and they were talking about the Holy Spirit, gifts of the Holy Spirit, and there's a Romanian chap there who is um, uh, uh, just a very um, conservative background, orthodox background, and the guy was just stood up and starts talking in tongues and he was like, I'm done with this, I'm fed up with this, I, I don't believe in this, tongues is not for today. He turns away and starts to walk out and the, the guy leading the meeting just feels like he needs to start speaking tongues in a meeting, which is unusual in that kind of context anyway and the guy stops dead in his tracks because he hears a man speaking an old archaic dialect of Romanian uh, that he's never learnt and he says verbatim word for word all the, the, the words of a bible verse in Romanian that this guy's dad has got tattooed across his back and he stops him in his tracks now this kind of, of word is, as Paul describes in 1 Corinthians 14, 22, tongues are a sign not for believers, but for unbelievers. That's right. And I believe he's talking about this kind of tongue. Yeah. Like where so you go, wow, that's impossible for people. That's a sign to me. God is real, yeah. you know. But there is another kind of tongues. And, uh, and it's not speaking in a new earthly language, but a heavenly language. <coughs> 1 Corinthians 13, 1, Paul talks about speaking in the tongues of men and of angels. Uh, in 1 Corinthians 14, 2, he says, For anyone speaks in a tongue does not speak to people, but to God. Indeed, no one understands them. They utter mysteries by the Spirit. So we know these two must be different things, because one is clearly understood by other people. We just read about it in Acts. And one, he's clearly saying, is not understood by other people. There are these two different kinds of tongues. And it's this second kind that... Um, we, we're really going to speak about today that I believe God wants to focus on. Um, although, to be honest, we probably wouldn't know because we personally don't understand what we're saying either way. So either way, we start speaking in this tongue by faith and maybe there's someone who speaks Cantonese sat next to us who goes, oh, that's Cantonese. I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just speaking what God gives me. It makes no difference to me. God, you speak through me however you want to speak. I just want to be open for you to speak. That's my part. Amen? So... Uh, before we get into it, um, this has got to be important. When the Apostle Paul says, I speak in tongues more than all of you, this is the Apostle Paul who wrote a half of the New Testament and like all these amazing encounters with God and miracles and everything else and all this wisdom, and yet he says, I pray in tongues more than all of you. Tongues must be important and it must be a vital, integral part of our prayer life then, of course. But before we go any further, I really want to emphasize that as we'll see, though tongues is a gift for every believer, it is a wonderful thing that breathes life and power into our prayer lives and something that God wants to give and pour out and see us use and operate in. It is not a defining gift. Uh, and by that I mean if you don't speak in tongues, it doesn't mean you're not saved. If you don't speak in tongues, it does not necessarily mean that you're not filled with the Holy Spirit. If in, you don't speak in tongues, it certainly does not mean that you're somehow some second-class uh, Christian that God loves less, or you're less important, less valuable here in the body, or that somehow God can't be bothered doing with, with you, or anything like that. So any, any lie that the enemy want, might want to sow this morning, if you're someone who doesn't speak in tongues or finds it difficult or anything like that, let's just nip that one in the bud, cut that off, cut that lie off, and go, God is your good father, and this is a good gift. But if we say, God, I, I'm not sure I can take that gift right now. He says, I'm still your good father, and I still love you, and it's still a gift for you. 
but let me take you on a journey of coming to a faith or confidence or where it's not a worry or an anxiety or whatever it might be. Let me lead you there, and then I'd love to still give you that gift. Amen? So uh, tongues alongside all the other spiritual gifts is something that the Bible says we should earnestly desire. So if there's a lack of earnest desire in us, then you might want to just come to the word. Hear the word, the, the, the Bible verses I'm sharing today. Really listen to them. Chew them over. Go on a journey with God and say, God, take me to the point where this is something I earnestly desire because I want to take hold of everything that you have got for me as a believer. So what is this kind of tongues of angels or spiritual language or heavenly language for? Primarily, it is connection and intimacy with God. Um, the other day, uh, I was praying in tongues. I was looking after my daughter, Olivia. She's 15 months. She doesn't speak a lot of English. She's got about four or five words. Um, and I was just, uh, she was just playing over here. And I was just, couldn't I? I just leant against the doorway and I was just watching a, pr- a play. And I was just praying in tongues just quietly, you know. And she suddenly stopped and she l- looked at me. And she was like smiling at me, watching me. And then she went over and picked up a, a, an oblong shaped toy. And she picked it up and she went, looked at me again. She went, hiya. <laughs> and, and I looked at her and I was just like speaking tongues. She looked at me and she again and picked up her phone and went, hiya. <laughs> and it was so fascinating to watch the way that what she was seeing in me and what she was imitating was connection. She didn't know if I was speaking in English or tongues or anything like that. I had no phone in my hand or anything like that. But what she saw in me and wanted to imitate was, you're speaking to someone right now. I can tell him what you're doing. You're connecting with somebody. And I want to imitate it. And I thought, what a brilliant picture of when we speak in tongues. It's like our spirit just connects with God. And uh, there's something that that she understood. I was talking to someone. My spirit was engaging with someone. That was the Father. In 1 Corinthians 14, 2, we read it already. For one who speaks in a tongue does not speak to people but to God. The psalmist uh, uh, wrote, deep cries out to deep. And, uh, and I believe this is, this is this connection. Our souls, the very depths of us, our spirit within us, longs to connect with the, the very depths of who God is. And in tongues, we do that so readily and so quickly, immediately and so easily because it's his spirit connecting us and praying, praying through us. So when you don't know what to pray, if you feel you can't pray, if you feel disconnected from God, if you feel like God is far or I just... I don't want to pray. Tongues is this like spiritual hotline, a spirit-to-spirit con- connection. And, and I had this myself recently. I, I was just feeling so exhausted in every way. One night I was just like, I was spiritually, emotionally, and physically just done. And I was like, God, I, I don't want to pray. Because I don't know how to pray. I don't even know where to begin. I just, how are you going to... What are you going to do? I just feel so exhausted. I just, I've got nothing in the tank. And I just, so I just like opened my mouth and I started to like almost feebly started to speak in tongues. And the moment I did, it started to just like, it was like being plugged back in and the battery of my spirit that was blinking red starts to go like bing, 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 you know, 17% or whatever, you know, fast charge. And uh, I'm plugged it in. And, and as I do, I just... Thank you, Jesus. It's just like this strength and life and vitality. And it was like being plugged back in. And within just a few minutes, I then just, it was like something lifted off of me. And this oppressive, exhausting, tired thing was broken. I was like, I feel like myself again. Thank you, Jesus. 
And it just came as this my spirit that just needed to connect with God did so. And uh, it's this, you speak in a tongue, you speak to God. Um, and it's not just, tongues is not just, so I don't want to suggest it's just for if we're struggling or we're finding connection difficult. It's a good thing to do lots anyway. Uh, speaking in tongues builds, us, builds our faith. Uh, it strengthens us spiritually, 1 Corinthians 14, 4. By the way, if you want to open your Bibles to 1 Corinthians 14, we're going to be in there a lot today, okay? Verse 4 says, A person who speaks in tongues is strengthened personally, edifies himself, builds himself up. This word edifies in Greek, it's this word picture of a house being built. Uh, and I don't know about you, but who can feel like this world and the, the culture we're in can tear you down a little bit? Whether maybe spiritually, but just as a person, just as a human being. Uh, people's words, social media, maybe the news, loss, heartbreak, disappointments. These things can tear us down, almost like feeling like a wrecking ball to the wall of our spiritual lives. But tongues builds us up and it strengthens us against those things. A wrecking ball would just bounce right off again. Uh, and where there are things that do hurt and do break and do bring disappointments that we're not left a wreck, but tongues builds us back up again like this house, this temple, this, this altar to the goodness of God. And tongues, I really believe, is an important part of that. Of just If you find you need strength, tongues is a great way to tap into the strength of God. Uh, I'll sometimes pray in tongues to resist temptation. I just, it just go to tongues and I often find myself praying and, and it's like a strength comes and a vitality and a confidence and a conviction and I'm strengthened on the inside. Um, praying in tongues is also a form of worship. We've talked about verses 15 to 17. Paul talks about singing and thanking and praising God in the spirit. And, uh, and it's something that enriches and enlivens our worship. And maybe this morning, maybe you are going, wow, God, you're just here. And I'm just engaging with you in worship as we're worshiping together in the spirit and in tongues. And maybe if you are struggling in that a little bit, then I believe God just wants to say, hey, let me draw you deeper into this. Let me bring this fresh release that in worship you just find it, just you connect with me in a deeper way. And I believe part of that, part of that is in worshiping through tongues. Uh, praying in tongues is also a vital... Are oh, you with me so far? You're still, you're still good. You're okay. We're, we're, no one's falling asleep or anything. We'll speed through this because God doesn't want us just to talk about this today. He wants to do it. So I want to speed through it so we've got time to, to do it. Um, one of the other things about tongues is so vitally important is to intercession, praying for others. Romans 8.26 says, Now in the same way the Spirit also helps our weakness. For we do not know what to pray for as we should. We should know what to pray for, but I don't know about you. Sometimes I'm like, I haven't got no clue. I am just not that wise and switched on. But thankfully, God knows that. And the Holy Spirit intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. Now, Jen spoke so powerfully, so clearly, so well about this last week. I'm not going to try and rehash it. If I did, I'd just end up quoting her because it was so good and so clear. If you didn't hear it or you need to hear that again, I'd really encourage you to listen to that. It was a really concise, short, brilliantly communicated word with faith and impartation. Um, but just to, to sum it up, one of the things that was really important that Jen brought was this understanding of she partnered with the Holy Spirit. So she didn't know what to pray. She'd pray in tongues, and then God would reveal it as she prayed in tongues and what to pray. Now, this is another gift of the Holy Spirit that goes hand in hand with tongues, the gift of interpretation of tongues. And, uh, and 1 Corinthians 14, we're again, we're there. In verse 13, Paul says this, Therefore, let one who speaks in a tongue pray that he may be gifted to, tr to translate or explain what he says. 
Sometimes we might have, have someone might bring a message in tongues or we're praying together and there's a message in tongues or someone just is praying in tongues and someone else gets the interpretation. And in that sense, it's very much like prophecy. It's God speaking to edify, encourage, build up his people. Uh, but there are other times where we're praying ourselves and God gives us ourselves the interpretation of the thing that we're, we're praying. And especially because a lot of praying in tongues is often in the prayer closet, it's in that, that secret place before God, it's really helpful to have that other gift of interpreting. Um, and so I will often find that, it's, it, it, so it's not like, I find at least, and I think most people find this, it's not like Google Translate, like you say like, le singe est sous la table, the, the monkey is under the table. Like, it, you know, you, you pray in tongues and then God like speaks through like a Siri voice in your ear, this is what you've just prayed. But for me at least, and I think for many, it's often more of a sense or a picture or a sudden awareness of a situation or, um, or uh, a way to pray or a person that's brought to mind. And, and I've had often, we start praying, and if you ever see me do this, by the way, now you know why. Uh, I'm not playing Candy Crush on my phone if we start praying in tongues. Sometimes we start praying in tongues and I suddenly have this really strong sense of, you need to message this person. Yeah. And I know if I do it later, I'll, I'll forget. So I'm like, okay. Respond immediately. Yeah, yeah. And there have been times where I've, I've messaged a person who I've maybe not thought about or, or spoken to for years sometimes, and I've messaged them, and I've even had time uh, when I've, had the, I've been praying times, I've had this sense of I need to contact this person, and they've literally been on the verge of taking their own life, and God just dropped it, you need to contact this person now. Yeah. And, uh, and so it's this sudden just kind of, I'm praying times, I wasn't thinking about them, and it's suddenly there, of this is how I need to pray for this person, that I need to communicate with them or, or something. Often if I'm praying with someone, maybe if you come and say, pray for me, pastor, then I'll come and stand with you. And I might say, it's okay, I'm just going to pray in tongues for a minute. Because I need to know, oh, I've got no idea what to pray for you. I haven't got some wonderful words of wisdom. I have, I have nothing in my strength that can help you. God does. So I'm going, God, what should I pray? And I'm praying in tongues to build myself up in faith and to go, God, how do you want me to pray? And so often I'll go, I'm praying from tongues, and then I'll pray in English as I get a bit of an understanding. And then I'll pray in tongues again when I run out of words, and then I'll go back to English. And I'll pray back and forth between these two things. And verse 15 in the NLT says, I will pray in the Spirit, and I'll also pray in words I understand. This is a very biblical way to pray in tongues. And after praying in tongues for a while, I find that I start to hear God clearer. I find I, uh, and more readily, I find that um, I have to, though, be proactive in this. I don't know about you, if you ever find you're praying in tongues, my mind can easily wander. I suddenly find myself thinking about a DIY project that I need to do, or like, oh, what should I make for dinner? Oh, maybe I could do that. I could get to the market, actually. Oh, no, I'm supposed to be praying, you know. Um, and my mind easily wanders. But it's okay, because I'm not alone in this. The Apostle Paul says, again, verse 14 to 15, uh, now in the English Standard Version, says, if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my mind is unfruitful. And that's me when I'm thinking about a DIY project. Um, but what am I to do, he says. He gives us this answer so simply. I will pray with my spirit, but I'll pray with my mind also. I will sing praise with my spirit, but I'll sing with my mind also. There's a proactiveness in when we're praying in tongues, going, God, I'm going to pray with my mind as well. And um, I'm going to be actively listening to you. What, what are you saying? I'm not listening to the tongue, by the way. That can be a really unhelpful distraction. Like going, oh, that sounded weird. Oh, that sounded like Navajo or whatever. You know, I'm not listening to the tongue. My focus is on God on engaging with him, singing to him, worshipping him, listening to him, or praying about a situation. But I'm like, God, I don't really know what to pray here in my mind, but would you give me some revelation here while I'm praying in tongues? And then it comes. So there's this proactive engagement with our minds also. Um, but whilst praying in tongues, it's, it's 
it's really important to be, yeah, that active listening, actively um, connecting. Because whether the Holy Spirit is praying in us um, to intercede for others, or he's praying to intercede for us, or he's worshipping through us, or he's just building ourselves up, or our spirit is just connecting with God, it's all about that direct connection with God's heart, his heart for us and his heart for the world around us. Jackie Pullinger, many of you, most of you I'm sure will probably know of her, was a missionary to the walled city in Hong Kong in the 60s. Um, and, and she's still out there working out there today. And in her book, Chasing the Dragon, she describes her experience of praying in tongues and its effects. Now, to give a bit of context, Jackie's been working in Hong Kong at this point for, for a while with opium addicts, with prostitutes, with the homeless, with gang members. Uh, and she's not seeing really the fruit that she's longing to see. She's not seeing many people come to Christ. She's not seeing many people uh, set free. And, um, and then Rick and Jean uh, Willens, uh, some missionaries from the US, happen to come over to Hong Kong and, and they meet together. And this is the conversation that um, Jean has with Jackie. Do you pray in tongues, Jackie? I was shocked by Jean's American forthrightness. <laughs> no English person would be that direct. Well, no, actually, I haven't found it that useful. I don't get anything out of it, so I've stopped. Can any of us relate? It was a relief to discuss it with someone, but Jean was not very sympathetic. That's very rude of you, she said. It's not a gift of emotion. It's a gift of the spirit. You shouldn't despise the gifts God has given you. The Bible says he who prays in a tongue will be built up spiritually. So never mind what you feel. Do it. Then she and Rick made me promise to pray daily in my heavenly language. They insisted that the Holy Spirit was given in power to the early church to make them effective witnesses to the risen Christ. Then, to my horror, they suggested we pray together in tongues. I'm going to skip a little bit further for the sake of time. She said, I could not get out of it. We prayed, and I felt silly saying words I did not understand. I felt hot. Again, can any of us relate? When we get to the point of, oh, now I, I, well, I pray in tongues quietly on my own, maybe now and then, but praying in front of others, oh, I feel a bit anxious about that, or a bit nervous, or a bit silly, or a bit embarrassed. God said to me, are you willing to be a fool for my sake? I gave in. All right, Lord, this doesn't make sense to me, but since you invented it, it must be a good gift. So I'll go ahead in obedience and you teach me how to pray. After we finished praying, Jean said, God had given her the interpretation of my tongue. She translated, but it was beautiful. My heart was yearning for the Lord and calling as from the depths of a valley stream to the mountaintops for him. I loved him and worshipped him and longed for him to use me. It was in a language so much more explicit and glorious than any I could have formulated. I decided that if God helped me to pray like that when I was praying in tongues, then I would never despise this gift again. I accepted that he was helping me to pray perfectly. Every day, as I had promised the Willans, I prayed in the language of the Spirit. 15 minutes by the clock. I still felt it to be an exercise. Before praying in the spirit, I said, Lord, I don't know how to pray or whom to pray for. Will you pray through me? And will you lead me to the people who want, to, who want you? And I would begin my 15 minutes stint. After about six weeks, I noticed something remarkable. Those I talked to about Christ believed. I had let God have a hand in my prayers and it produced a direct result. Instead of me, my deciding what I wanted to do for God and asking his blessing, I was asking him to do his will through me as I prayed in the language he gave me. Now I found that person after person wanted to receive Jesus. I could not be proud. I could only wonder that God let me be a small part of his work. 
Isn't that just an amazing testimony? The power of tongues. And I think so helpful because she communicates it so just normally. It was just by the clock. I didn't really know there was very much going on. I didn't feel particularly spiritual. There was no, like, atmosphere. I was just being obedient. And yet, the way God moved. Jackie also saw the power of God at work with the drug addicts. She started to tell others about the power of the Holy Spirit and pray for them and seeing them asking God and them being filled with the Holy Spirit. And drug addicts coming off opium, she'd seen them for days or for a week long just in agony, vomiting, sweating, just absolute agony for days as they uh, went through the withdrawal symptoms coming off opium. And, uh, and then one, when one addict came into the youth club and began praising God in tongues, he came off opium physically in 30 minutes. No withdrawal pains. Just this miraculous power of God as, as he just filled people and led them and moved through them. In Jackie's testimony, she mentions praying in tongues together with Jean and Rick. Uh, and, and in the church, we often pray to, in here, we often pray in tongues together, especially in prayer meetings and things like that. We worship together in tongues. And some people will be unsure because in 1 Corinthians 14, Paul talks about the use of tongues in a meeting. And just to allay any concerns here, um, in the context, Paul's talking about the use in like a service like this. And the Corinthians, they were so excited about this gift of tongues. It was like they were giving the welcome in tongues. They were doing the sermon in tongues. They were doing the notices in tongues. And everyone's like, I have no idea what's going on. Wait, what time did he say? 7.30 at the, at the church building? It was, I have no idea. That was in tongues. I have no clue. And nobody understood what was going on. And Paul's like, it's great that you earnestly desire this. It's great that you want to speak in tongues. But in this context, we're going to have to give a little bit of, of direction how this works. But when we come to pray together, and we're in a prayer meeting, it's not working in, in that same way. He says, in the church context, I would rather speak five words with my mind in order to instruct others than 10,000 words in a tongue. And I'm sure you, if I brought this whole message this morning in tongues, how blessed and edified would you be? Probably not very. Unless, it says, someone brought the interpretation. Then, then great, then it's like prophecy, it edifies us. But without that, you'd all be going, well, that was weird. Just 40 minutes of being talked at in tongues. I didn't get much out of that. And Paul's saying that's, that's what you, you would expect. But when we pray together, we're building up. We might say from the front, and I will do it today in this context, let's pray in tongues. And I will pray in tongues over a microphone, not because I'm giving a word, but because I want to encourage you. And if I'm doing it to help you do it, that we're saying, let's do this together so that we get used to it, so that it helps enrich us in our prayer closet time, you know, and that kind of thing, and in prayer meetings. Because then my, I'm being built up in my spirit, and then you, I might pray out in English, you can say amen to that, you can agree, and then we go back to, I'm just quietly praying in tongues, and then you pray in English, and I hear, and I agree, and we're moving together from the spirit to English all together as one. And I mean no disrespect to, to my brothers from other uh, traditions and backgrounds and denominations and streams, where you might have exactly the same thing, where one prays in English, and we all say amen, and then you wait a bit, but this time it's silence. And then another prays, and then there's silence for a bit, and then another prays. And there's nothing wrong with that, but I want to be like Paul. I want to be fruitful with my mind and with my spirit. Yeah. So instead of silence, I'll just quietly pray in tongues. Sometimes I might strongly pray in tongues, but I'm always ready to hear and agree with where someone gets that, that just, ah, now I need to pray in English, and we are men, and we come and agree. Um, I'm not saying tongues is just a filler, but rather than just sitting in silence, I'm like, God, inspire our worship corporately. Inspire me to pray what you want to pray, so when others agree with it, they're agreeing with what you've said, not just my good ideas. 
I'm not saying that people who pray in silence are only praying their good ideas, but I think you understand where I'm coming from. So who is it for? Everyone. Mark 16, 17, and these signs will accompany those who believe in my name. Do you believe in the name of Jesus? <coughs> then these signs will accompany. They will cast out demons, they'll speak in new tongues. Uh, 1 Corinthians 14, 5, I would like every one of you to speak in tongues, the Apostle Paul says. So how do you receive? This wonderful gift from God, it cannot be learned, it cannot be copied. Um, Tim, would you mind coming up and just playing for us where, where you've gone? Thanks, Tim. Um, I met a wonderful man several years ago. His name's, his name's Tom. Uh, he'd been in prison most of his life. He was a gangster. He'd done all sorts of terrible, terrible things. He was the kind of person that you would rightly be absolutely terrified to meet on a dark night. He came out of prison after being in prison most of his life, late in his life, and he thought, I've tried everything else, nothing worked. I'm going to try religion. He turned up on the church a couple of weeks after he'd been released from prison. He came and he found not religion, but God, relationship with God. He got wonderfully saved. He became this wonderful, gentle giant of a man, a lovely guy that was just, you could not believe he used to be the person he used to be because so radically uh, was the new life that he was living in. And uh, I had the privilege to meet with him, to pray some stuff through with him and uh, dis disciple him. And uh, one time we'd been meeting for a Bible study and we are just on our way out. And he grabbed my arm and he said, oh, Colin, uh, can I just have a word? When on a Sunday we were worshipping together, people were like singing this thing. I think you call it tongues. It is beautiful. I was wondering, could I, could I speak in tongues? I was like, yes, of course you can, Tom. Yeah, let's talk about it. He said, oh, brilliant, brilliant. So you've got like a phrase book. <laughs> It's this wonderful naivety of just like, it was so beautiful. It's like, Tom, tell you what, we'll meet next week. You're not going to need a phrase book. And he got baptized in the Spirit, who's speaking in tongues. And um, almost, I'm going to say wonderfully, he passed away a little while later. And it was like just his whole life. And yeah, right at the end, God just like revealed himself to him yeah. and took him home to his, his father. And, uh, and it was just amazing to see. You don't need a phrase book this morning. We simply ask. Just let's stand to our feet. I want to encourage you just to close your eyes and just to, just to start to engage with God. Just start to talk to him, talk to your father. You might just want to start to worship him, thank him for his goodness. And I'm just going to read some of the word and I'm going to lead us through something here. Luke 11, Jesus says this. Which of you fathers, if your son asks you for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you're evil, we're a pretty evil bunch, aren't we? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? This is such a wonderfully simple thing we do. We just ask. We just ask. No one is going to pray for you to be filled with tongues. Just gift your heavenly loving Father wants to give you. So we're going to start with fresh surrender. Fresh just repentance. If there's anything we need to turn away from, we need to just bring our hearts before God. Father, forgive me. I confess this as sin. Oh, I've sinned against you. Please forgive me. I want to come home to my Father. And then we want to just remind ourselves and thank Him. Thank you, God, that you want to give this gift to me.
You want to give me the gift of your Holy Spirit, all of the gifts. You want to fill me and baptize me. And you give it to those who ask. I am a those, and I want to ask. And it is those who ask. God will not force his spirit on you. If maybe you're feeling scared or unsure, or you're like, I still don't know enough about this, that's okay. Just instead start to ask God, God, give me the confidence to trust you here. Help me understand it. Lead me to your word. Lead me so that my conviction and my conscience says, yes, this is good for me. And for those of us who are already filled with the Holy Spirit in tongues, we're asking for a fresh outpouring right now. Remember, fruit is grown, but gifts are given. When God gifts the gift, gives the gift of the Holy Spirit, we don't need to grow into it or earn it or anything like that. We just ask. And I just want to let you know what bit what to expect right now. Maybe you've never spoken in tongues before. Maybe as you ask God to come and fill you, God, would you give me the gift of your Holy Spirit? Fill me afresh. You might find a real sense of peace. He's the spirit of peace. That's normal. You might feel a sense of, of heat maybe in your body, in your hands or something like that. That's, that's normal. He's described as like a fire. You might fall over. That's okay. Like being blown over by a mighty rushing wind. The Holy Spirit is described as the breath of God. You might feel like me when I was filled with the Holy Spirit, absolutely nothing. We don't receive by a sensation or an emotion or a feeling. We receive by faith. So right now, I just want to, this is completely down to you, up to you. Do you want to be baptized in God's Holy Spirit, filled with his spirit and speak in new tongues? Do you want to be filled afresh with his spirit, like living like a cup under the tap, overflowing, then all we do is ask. Father, Heavenly Father, Abba Father, would you fill me afresh? Would you give me your gift of the Holy Spirit? Come and baptize me. Come and fill me. Come and overwhelm and overflow. Come and have your way. Flush out all that is of me and fill it with all that is of you. And I want to encourage you just right now, for all of us who speak in tongues, let's just encourage those who've just received that gift and just start to praise God in our tongue in that heavenly language. If you've, just, if you've just prayed that and asked that for the first time, the best thing you can do immediately is start to thank him. We thank him. Yes, I've received. By faith, I've received. I know you're faithful, God. And you say, if I ask, I will receive. So I thank you that I have received. And my, my knowing that I've received is by faith, not a sensation, not a feeling, by faith. So I thank you by faith that I have received. And let that thanksgiving start to become your new tongue. Thank you, Jesus. I praise you. You're so good. You're so wonderful. You're so faithful. Thank you. I praise your wonderful name. Rana Shesia de Sokora Bramajo Soto Brasete Brasese Masenia Soto Rote Shesekia Brabaseke. We can go from tongues to English. Thank you, Lord, that I've received. Thank you, Jesus. And remember, the enemy is going to want to send this lie your way. 
Everyone else received it, but you didn't. You did something wrong. You missed out. That's a lie, and we reject it. Thank you, Jesus, that your word promises. If I ask, I will receive. I have received. Thank you, Jesus. I am baptized, filled with your Holy Spirit. And the gifts and calls of God are irrevocable. Never can they be taken away. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And I want to encourage you, we like, is there an excitement in you? Is there right now like, oh, Jesus, wow. I want to do this more. I want to engage with your spirit more. We've come to the end this morning. But we have not come to the end of the opportunity to start to activate this gift in a fresh way. If you've received the Holy Spirit this morning for the first time, you've prayed that prayer for the first time, maybe you've just spoken in tongues for the first time, maybe it sounded like the babblings of a baby or an infant that just keep growing in confidence. I'd encourage you, give yourself a little bit of time every day as part of your prayer time before you go to bed and first thing in the morning. Maybe when you're driving in your car when there's no one around, engage with it in faith. And the more you engage, the more you trust God in it, the more you see that release come. There is nothing actually, Dr. James Maloney, who uh, was the principal of the Bible College when I was there, said this, and I, I loved it. There is nothing you can do that more utterly engages faith than speaking in tongues. Because if you didn't believe you were speaking through a heavenly language, you wouldn't do it at all. So the moment you open your mouth, you are engaging your faith. So continue to do that and, and let yourself be built up and edified and grow. And if you didn't pray in tongues for the first time this morning, don't worry. Don't give up. We just keep going. We thank you, God. I have received. I have received. I have received. If I'm not seeing that, it's up to you, God. So if I've not seen that right now, maybe I'm going to start to see some of the other gifts first. But they're all accessible for everyone. Thank you. I have received. And I want us to draw us back to the challenge that the Willens gave Jackie Pullinger. Just praying by 15 minutes, by the clock, every day. If that sounds too daunting, start with one. Move to two. Maybe move to three. But just take that time to give the space. Say, God, what do you want to do? I want to go on this adventure and journey with you. Pray through me that I might pray and connect with you. Thank you, Jesus, you've poured your spirit out afresh on us today. My Father, thank you just for a fresh engagement with your Holy Spirit and praying in tongues. Father, I thank you, Lord, for just a confidence coming. And thank you, Jesus, that we will open our mouths and you will fill it. Thank you, Jesus, for you transforming our worship, our prayer meetings, our personal prayer lives. Thank you, Jesus. And that every lie of the enemy that would whisper, everyone but you, we silence you in the name of Jesus. Everyone, everyone who believes, these are the signs that will accompany you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I'll, I'll, we need to like in one sense close the meeting we need to go get kids if you haven't already but at the same time I'm going to ask Tim are you happy to stay just for a little longer and just keep playing if you want to stay here and maybe you want to come just to the front of the, of the hall in a moment and just come and start to just meet with God receive from him just use that gift of tongues afresh and just continue to meet with him you're so welcome I don't want to rush anybody off um, but have a, have a blessed blessed week don't forget to speak to Steve and Michelle to us about keys in the hub and just thank God he's a good father with good gifts for us amen have a blessed week